This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. For another edition of Star Wars Ranked, I mean, I guess ranking things in Star Wars, and this one's gonna get 
weird because today we're looking at our favorite weirdos. These are the best of the background weirdos. And, you know, I can't do that uh, show without the wonderful Joseph Scrimshaw joining the show. Joseph, welcome to the Weird Bowl. I am happy to be here in the Weird Bowl. I don't care if I'm a background or a foreground weirdo. I'm just happy to be here and weird. Excellent point, sir. Very insightful, as always, because <laughs> we love the term uh, background weirdos. Uh, we love grizzled old weirdos. You and I talk about uh, those usually bartenders in Star Wars. Uh, but some of the some of the weirdos are in the foreground. Uh, and um, <laughs> Star Wars ranked is uh, there's it's the spirit of ranking more than the facts of ranking. And in this episode, I literally think we could redo this one in four months and it would be entirely different. Um, uh, but the spirit would remain the same. So this this is something that's uh, close to our heart here. How are you defining weirdos in Star Wars? And what does that really mean to you? I think for me, weirdo, and and yes, uh, we should definitely say that it, that is said with utter love. I think for mm-hmm. me, it's characters who are uh, alien, yeah. but like very, very alien compared to your your standard humanoid character in Star Wars. But the the ones that then pop are like that within that weirdness, they have some recognizable uh, what we would call humanity because we're humans like that. That spark of person like that's that's a great background weirdo to me is a a, a alien whose design is really, really different. That makes you stand up and go, whoa, weird. Uh, But there's something about them, some charm, some personality that makes you want to like. Uh, revisit and tweet about them. Yeah, and, and look, it comes from the spirit of 77, <laughs> the spirit of Lucas taking us to a galaxy far, far away, but it it seems just like uh, your your neighborhood or your city, especially if it's on the smaller side. And, and I think a lot of that really starts in the cantina. Uh, and we could probably do an episode just of the weirdos in the cantina, and, and I know some big key ones are there that I think set the tone exactly for what you're saying. Wild galaxy, weird creatures, we can connect with them and have empathy or just just downright love them for little moments that that uh, bring them um, to the to the forefront. Uh, and, and some might be even on this list here today, some might be wisps of characters you see in the background and some might have bigger parts. Um, we didn't we don't like to limit that. Um, uh, we just kind of like to see where we go with this. But I, that's why this episode will be titled Our Favorite Weirdos. And like Joseph <laughs> said, again, we really mean that term, but just a, a, a great bit of affection. You weirdo, we come in here, have a drink. We love, we love <laughs> that now with you. So that's where we're at. Exactly. All right. We, as always, work away from five to one. We'll throw some runner on runner ups in there a little bit later on. But we're going to begin this with your number five. Uh, my number five starts where we were just talking about uh, the cantina and and you said, come in here and have a drink. Uh, <laughs> that's what this character is about to me. Uh, I'm going for number five. The weirdo who I think will always be on my list is Cabe. Uh, Cabe, of course, is a female Chandra fan. She is the small bat-like creature. Look, if that's all it was, if there was just one of those great montage shots of the cantina and she was just sitting at a table, I'd love Cabe. But the fact that Cabe's shot is reaching up to the bar, squealing (laughs) for alcohol. Yeah. (laughs) It just really puts her over the top for me. I'm looking on her uh, Wikipedia page and under personality and traits, it says, 
Cabe used her annoying high-pitched squeaks as an effective way to get the attention of Chalman's Cantina bartender Wu Hair. You know, yeah. it's just, you know, I think it's that look of that, you know, obviously there's just the sort of real world, you know, uh, the reaching up uh, to the bar thing. But there's also just that feeling of you don't you, you don't know what the deal is with this small mm-hmm. alien. That alien could be 8000 years old. Right. That alien could own the bar. You know, yeah, <laughs> we don't know what what's going on. But just that, like, give me a drink. I want it now. Like caves, the total opposite of Luke. Like, <laughs> yeah, she knows how to get a drink at this bar. Yeah. And see, and I was I was, uh, you know, all right, I've set you up a set you up a little bit for this pick. I really think this is the, the weirdo prime. I, I, I really think Cabe okay, is what we're talking about and why it works. And there's so much going on in Star Wars. And there's, trust me, uh, hammerheads and this and all these kind of characters that Kenner made figures of. You, you could really say that is it is it. But I think this is, it's that little thing of, even if you don't know uh, Cab, Cabe the name or Shadger fan, you could talk to a Star Wars fan, but you know, the like kind of like old mousy creature that's like, drink, drink, drink. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's why they, they they stick with you and they remain with you. And then, then the, the stories you can tell from that little moment, it's just so, you, we've all been there. Give me, give me, give me, please. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, it is that, it, it is that, there's that energy of uh, a toddler who wants candy, but it's alcohol. <laughs> or, or me at a Del Taco drive through It's all the same. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, when I drop cheese, I have that, yeah. Yeah. Come back here. Yeah, uh, I'll say real quick because you brought up Hammerhead. Um, yeah. Moma Nadun, uh yeah. got a, a good friend back in Minneapolis who's a couple years older than me who who always describes seeing A New Hope for the first time and was connected enough to the the you know nascent nerd community at the time to be like, ooh, Star Wars is really different. He was like, I, I don't know. I've seen a lot of Star Trek. We'll see. Yeah. And that Hammerhead was the one who was like, whoa, this is so weird. This is so different. So, you know, I, I would kind of put Hammerhead as an honorable mention. But what puts Cabe over the top is Hammerhead's just sitting there. Cabe yeah. is getting that drink. <laughs> and again, just makes the bar seem so real. That and Luke's tug on Woher's arm like, hey, I don't belong here, but can I get one of those? <laughs> I don't know the name of that, but could I have one? Yeah. So anyway, uh, I could go on and on, so I'll stop yeah. myself. Cabe. Great, is my number five. Great start to list. It is, like I said, Weirdo Prime in my mind. And we're going to my number five. And we're going all the way up to 2015. That's right. The Force Awakens gave uh, gave uh, me one of my favorite weirdos. And it's Tito. Now, as you know, Tito can refer, be referred to one uh, member of that species or all of them, a group. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a used in that way there. And uh, we're talking about the Tito, Tito that uh, Ray... Uh, stops from taking BB-8, uh, which might, uh, in many ways, be the inciting incident for Ray's life. <laughs> Why I love Tito. I love the design. I love uh, the creature, uh, which Tito uh, rides uh, high upon. But more than anything, I love when the battle ensues and Tama La Parqua, whatever Ray says in the Great Little Exchange there. And he get, he's just like, ugh, take it, take it, take it. And then as she's having her wonderful, just, just wonderful, just save the cat, interaction with bb8 this one you <laughs> love the ray the antenna and everything i uh, love the sequence tito is riding away in the background just mumbling to, 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 to himself <laughs> just, just mumbling and, and the the was it lug beast is just and he's not moving away fast 
Like he's going slow and it is just wonderfully weird. And I'm not saying I wanted Tito to keep BBA, you know, like <laughs> but like, I, I just like, I've been there. I just been riding away from the situation, just arguing in, with myself in the shower later on. If I should have said this, <laughs> I should have done that. And I just, I, once I clued in on that and I guess the first couple of times I watched the movie in theaters, I, I don't think I was necessarily following the, the plight of Tito, but now anytime I watch that sequence, I watch it with two eyes because I, I, I really do love the Ray stuff. I do really love the Daisy Ridley choices in that scene and the little subtle, like mo- tilt of her head, like, all right, come with me, BB-8. That's going on, but then I can't turn away from <laughs> Yeah, I love that uh, sense of shared history between Ray and this Tito or all Tito, yeah. uh, however that works, uh, and that they've kind of been through something like this dance before. But, yes. you know, you know, even before you get the actual information from Uncle Plutt that this is a great find for Tito compared to the other crap he's got on that lug of beast. Yeah. And you know that he just had like the best day of his life. And then Ray's like, nah. And then he's just walking away going, oh, God, I had it. I had it. I, you know, I was going to make that sale. I was going to make that sale. And then that person messed it up. Stupid God. And I, and I only have these crappy beans for dinner and I don't want those. And like, yeah, it's just so much spirit. Yeah. And I believe if you put together bits of information, maybe even the novelization or a visual encyclopedia or dictionary or something like that, I think I think Ray's upset. Like this is like my claim territory is what Ray's kind of saying. I'm not talking about the exact translation, but basically he's like, what are you doing? This is my spot. And the fact that he's uh, trying to get BB-8 in that spot. What So so Tito, Tito wants this victory, but knows that they cannot have this victory <laughs> and has to begrudgingly accept it is what I just love about it. This is not Tito's victory. That's, <laughs> that's great. And I think very, very true, but yeah, just a ton of, uh, of personality uh, from Tito. And I think the lug beast is really cool too, that yeah, yeah. Uh, pulled it up that, that, you know, uh, weird bit of uh, mechanization on the lug beast head is great too. Great stuff. So that is uh, my number five, which means we're up to your number four. My number four is a newer addition to the canon, but I think perhaps the absolute perfection of the background part of Background Weirdo, and that is from Star Wars Resistance. Oh, peep it. Uh, I think a lot of people out there love yeah. Oh, peep it. You know, if you're not familiar, he is a Fregosian male. Uh, but one of the things that's great about him is uh, his appearance, right? Like he's he's an alien and he's got goggles and looks like, you know, a little uh, hat, uh, but a giant orange head. So he's just a cute little pumpkin guy. <laughs> and it's one of those, you know, that push bull of Star Wars between looking cool to just looking bonkers to even looking silly. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and Opipa looks kind of silly in a, in a like really, really fun way. Mm. Uh, Opipa is also uh up there with tito for a grumbling and mumbling uh, <laughs> uh to himself like he's got some really great uh, squeaks and squawks and mumbles and, and com- oh, um, complaints yeah. under breath uh but if you haven't watched resistance it is just a master class we see opipit mm-hmm. uh with his like big kind of a, a industrial floor cleaner uh it is specified that he is the only janitor on the Colossus platform, this massive, massive platform. And he is trying to keep it clean. And you see him buffing those floors. And then as we go on, 
he gets his uh, his uh, his uh, tool, his his vacuum thing taken away from him, his floor buffer taken away from him, and then he's got a manual mop that he's not happy about. And then there's some great moments where he's uh, you know just cleaned something, and then somebody makes a huge mess, and he's got like the classic kind of sick. <laughs> And it's it's just a, a great great slow build. He first you can kind of notice him in the background, and then his his story continues, but always in the background. Uh, I, I love that kind of little uh, storytelling. There's other many other examples of that, but it it, it always I can't remember if I've mentioned this when we were doing uh, some of the uh, resistance conversation stuff, but there's the the janitor in the in the movie version of the of uh, election from '99 with um, uh, Reese Witherspoon, Matthew Broderick. There's the school janitor that uh, watches Matthew Broderick throw something on the ground and not pick it up in the opening <laughs> of the movie in the, in the introduction of Broderick's character. And it's a fun little cut cutaway, but that, that janitor factors into the plot later on. And it's because of his just absolute anger, frustration, and just the spite he has <laughs> in one shot. And a peep, it's got more, got more content to, to mine through, but it's just, it's just there. It's there. It's present, and it's this working class hero just trying to get his job done. And it, it just Star Wars is in the way of it. And I love that. I love that about a people. Yeah, it just just the talk about making you feel for a character. He is relatable because he's a working class hero. You know, the great thing about Resistance is the Colossus is you know a place of intrigue and action and the daring pilots. But it's also people who are just like trying to sell goods and get by. And Opie is just trying to keep this place clean. So you really feel for him. And then you really get to know like, oh, he's got his floor cleaner, you know, and like, yeah. oh, now the one thing we know about him has been taken. <laughs> I remember the fury I felt like, no, you don't mess with his, yeah. his floor yeah. sweeping machine, floor cleaning machine. So yeah, Opie is absolutely great. And I, you know, in my mind, he, he's in one of those ships in the citizens fleet. Maybe oh. he's still on the Colossus cleaning away. I love that idea. Yeah, I love that. Oh, great. Uh, uh, and 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 the mention of Opeepit on a recent Force Center, which uh, is what prompted uh, you and I to come up with this topic off air. Of like, yeah, we have we have to talk about Opeepit there. Um, so my number four, I'm, I'm, I I got to tell you, I, I, you know, we always say these lists are hard put together. I really think I, next week I'd come up with a different list, just based on you know, there's so many of these characters to choose from, and a lot of it's just your emotional reaction to them or what they make you think about, and and. Uh, I couldn't move away. I tried to move this uh, character off the list or the runner ups. And I ended up just putting this character in because I, I think it provided comfort for me that the tradition of weirdos was going to continue when star Wars returned 2015. And that is Baba Joe for force. Mm. Um, I got to tell you, you know, data bank brawl, the show that's uh, currently here on a hiatus of force center. It, it'll be back uh, one day when we can uh, be uh, more comfortably in person and, and, and feed off each other's uh, improvisations. Um, it was the show you brought to us, Joseph, uh, that early on, it, it kind of was celebrating the the weirdos of the galaxy and getting the you know putting them in uh, situations they're normally in and giving them their day. <laughs> and I think Baba Joe is part of that, part of that inspiration for me. Um, so, anyways, hey, Baba Joe, for those who just aren't, aren't familiar and you're listening here, Baba Joe is a a, a, a male Lucasian um, who is um, on Jakku in the Nemo Post and is the first that was first character kind of revealed to us. In the lead up to Force Awakens, there was the J.J. Abrams Force for Change kind of promotional video. I think the character was in and around there. Then they unveiled the character like, look, we're doing practical, even though we're doing more CGI than the prequels. We're doing practical. And Baba Joe with the, the cases of, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 
game, I guess you could say, Kat, um, or has. Uh, the, the, the cages on his back, the hunched over, the the, the beard, the, the warm, uh, kind of uh, inviting, kind of elderly face, and the slow stomping around. It just, uh, it was one of the things for me that I just like, that is a Star Wars weirdo, and I'm happy that this is going to be part of what is coming down the pipeline for us. And therefore, it's hard not to see Baba Joe anytime I watch that movie. Uh, as well um, just like i say i can't turn away from, from tito i can't turn away from baba joe and want to know baba joe's story yeah i, I think uh he he has a special place because of that video for sure mm-hmm. but also he's just got he's got a great different energy you know he looks sort of a, a grandparently right mm-hmm. um and he's got that that stooped walk and it seems like the kind of person who's who's gonna have a story for you and then when you realize which we did from doing databank brawl back in the day that all that stuff on his back is a bunch of animals and then you realize you can see it in the movie if you look yes yes (laughs) it just makes him such a contrast to like look at all the different people who are trying to get by on this planet from you know Unkar's you know vicious thugs to tito and everybody's you know trying to get uh, machine parts and then here's this calm old guy who's (laughs) collecting uh, animals? Uh, <laughs> did he try to sell Ray a pet at some point? Are they yeah. food? What's going on there? You know, yeah. it's great. Yeah, I li- you know, and I'd still give me a remote controlled Baba Joe. You know, we got the remote controlled BB-8 from that time frame, but like just a thumping along figure that I can control with a, a, a radio controller. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And looks like he is. They expanded his story in the book, All Creatures or the the story, All Creatures Great and Small from Tales from a Galaxy Far, Far Away, Aliens, Volume One. There you go. That is right. That is right. So that is my number four. The Great Baba Joe, which means we're up to your number three. Uh, my number three is kind of a weird one. Uh, my number three uh, I included because he just haunts me. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I I have seen this character. Um in the background of the Phantom Menace and a couple shots of Phantom Menace and always been like, cool, great, some alien variety. I like that design. Uh, but then I got obsessed because uh, it was one one of my sessions of really studying hard for the trivia contest, the movie Trivia Schmodown Star Wars uh, contest that we've both participated in. And I was like, I don't know that character's name. And it took me a while, lots of different ways to Google it and finally found it. And then I wrote it down for future memory. And since then, just been uh, obsessed with him. Uh, It is one of the aliens who's in Watto's box at the pod race. And their name is Graxel Calvin. Yes. (laughs) With uh, two Y's in Calvin. Graxel Calvin. And if you can't picture Graxel Calvin right away, uh, incredibly tall but is a uh, sitting down long limbs big cloak super wide face with this incredibly tall horn head and then like a little horn chin <laughs> <laughs> and i think he i'd like him because he's just a cool design particularly in the phantom menace you know it took me a little while now now i love the variety of designs but you know yeah. a lot of the aliens uh where they're oh they're a little bit more cgi or they're a little bit more you know kind of cute and compact you know and i love my my team toe i uh peglius i consider him a star not a background you know sure um but graxel calvin is a little bit more in the i could have pictured him in a new hope cantina oh yeah so i think my mind always uh went to him and i don't think we know anything else about this character in modern canon except he was (laughs) he was uh sitting there in that box 
And uh, sometimes listeners uh, are kind enough to send us some toys. Uh, one of the toys that got sent to us was a uh, set of three action figures in Watto's box. And so now I have a Graxel Kelvin action figure. So I've been staring at him as well. Love the description. Uh, Kelvin had creamy white skin and wore blue and orange robes with a silver necklace and a high red collar. It's just a lot of colors in that this uh, tableau here that uh, we're staring at. Uh, yeah. Love this character. Love, love just um, Watto's box is uh, is a, a treasure trove of weirdos. For that. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, this is, uh, again, part of um, no matter what you thought of the Phantom Menace at the time, maybe you came out of it going, nah. It's kind of hard to turn away from some of the very Star Warsy stuff that you did see there, and this is one of those characters for me where I'm just like the horn. I think it's the because it looks like a almost like a Baba Joe white wispy beard, but it's a horn, and it but it adds it adds to the aesthetic. And it's such a wonderfully designed character. Yeah, it just got energy the way it's kind of stooped down uh, with a little bit of like a, a relatable bad posture, but then that horn just <laughs> flailing up to the sky. It makes yeah. me really like uh, good old Graxel <laughs> Calvin. And, and part of me kind of feels like I hope we never learn anything about him. He was never seen again. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to, you don't need to know. I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my number three, Graxel Calvin. That's your number three. And now we're going to my number three. And like Joseph said, you know, what for background weirdo, foreground weirdo, uh, you know, Team Toe Plagius, uh, that's, a, that's a superstar in, in, in Joseph's uh, Star Wars landscape. So <laughs> I, I, I played with the description and what I believed background weirdos meant to be today. And, and I've got uh, some different answers a little bit later on. But this one is truly a blink. Uh, how could you miss this character? Uh, it has a big part in the movie Solo for a second. It is Carge, that's right. Carge, <laughs> who is a male crocken, by the way. Uh, and if you're like, hey, that character looks like a crocodile. Oh, it's a crocken. That's why. Um, which again is interesting for my relationship with some of those, you know, my, my Rift Hampson dislike is sometimes I have to challenge that myself because for every Rift Hampson I don't like, there's Carge that I celebrate. And this is, of course, during the uh, when you meet Lando in the first Sabat game at uh, the um, the lodge up there on Vandor, you uh, you get uh, the game gets going, and I was just watching this this morning. Great music, it starts kicking in, just some good comedy. There's a lot again, treasure trove of weirdos all through that mm-hmm. uh, uh, lodge there is, and through that game, including the I think even still to say unnamed kind of fox mouse character that that's one of the many characters Warwick Davis plays in the movie. That's kind of nestling up against Han. It's it's, it's a great character. Cars. I, I, I think of him as a little bunny guy. Little bunny, yeah, little bunny guy. That's that's it's a great way. Love that character. But Carge is the one that gets upset and eats his cards. <laughs> and I'll tell you, you know, I like high concept comedy. Comedy is a form of language to me. I also like just silly, stupid stuff as well. And this is one of those like, wait, what? What did it just eat its cards because it got so mad? Yeah, because it's a crocodile. And you're going to love it because it's Star Wars. I love Carge. I've grown to love Carge. I love that movie. I love that sequence. And I love the cutaway. He's probably going, Carge. And then if you kind of read the description in like the um, in the uh, solo um, visual guide, like it explains that Carge is prone to fits of anger. He's got a number <laughs> problem. So it's uh, it, it works really well for me. Yeah, I love that so much. It's it's a great like Muppet Show bit, right? Yeah. Um, yes. And you know, talking about comedy, I love when the 
silly meets with the like darker and serious and uh, it, yes. it serves a purpose of it's showing Han and Lando just making chumps of everybody else right and you get the contrast between like oh yeah he's got a little uh he's got a card eating mouth so he just he chews him up <laughs> like a little paper shredder uh, so it's, it is a silly comedy bit but it comes from that darkness of like uh, I, I know that theory. If I could do that to a video game controller, there's some times I would have <laughs> chewed yeah. up a video game controller, right? <laughs> I was just going to say, as someone who's uh, gotten over, I don't throw controllers anymore, but uh, it happens. It's real. I'm not, I'm not proud of it. Um, but uh, yeah, cards, uh, cards gets, I get cards and cards gets me. Yeah. It's just a, a great picture of silly fury, but it is fury. Yeah. So, yeah, silly fury indeed. And then again, the design, uh, Jake Lunt Davies designed the character. So, yes, not only uh, the crocodile kind of face and, and bill and beak, if you will, but the goggles, uh, green eyes. And then if you see like the standing up uh, picture, he's got just a real fashionable coat on, fur lined coat, uh, real classic Star Wars kind of look and design. And uh, Carr just got some swag to me. Yeah, that's right. Uh, everybody, I think, understandably gravitates to old Therm scissor punch, but uh, but Carge mm-hmm. is the one who's got some cool action. I agree with that. I agree with that. So firmly on my list at number three, but now we're up to your number two favorite weirdo in Star Wars. Okay, my number two is uh, is a bit different. Uh, you know, it, it was hard because there's we've had good weirdos in every kind of Star Wars there is, but uh, this one for me comes from uh, the Clone Wars. I think I was so invested in the episode. The first time I watched it, I didn't quite see this character. Mm. And then I saw this character and appreciated this character on a specific viewing. There was a window where it, and this was a couple of years ago now, when the Clone Wars was on Netflix and there was like a warning like, oh no, the Clone Wars is going to leave at the end of this month. Right. And I kind of dropped what I was doing because at that point I had just watched through the whole series once. It's like, I gotta rewatch a couple of my favorite arcs. Mm-hmm. So I watched the whole gathering, Ahsoka and the younglings arc. Uh, by the time you get to the rescue, the uh, episode Bound for Rescue, uh, the Jedi are on Florum with Hondo dealing with all that. And they they uh, disguise themselves in a, a circus. Uh, Prego's traveling world of wonder. And I remember... I think my wife was out of town and I think I was like really power watching these. And I think it was like 2 (laughs) a.m. And I sat up on the couch and went, is that a Gamorrean clown? And it was. Uh, This character is known on Wikipedia as unidentified Gamorrean clown and is just the Gamorrean guards we have come to know and love but painted up like a human clown. (laughs) There's so much to love about Clone Wars, but I've had uh, like so many of those moments where like, is that, did I see that? Is that, did that really happen? (laughs) You know, is is Darth Maul uh, fighting some Boba Fett guys? Yeah, that really happened. And is that Gamorrean a clown? Yeah, that really happened. There's a Gamorrean clown and it makes the world a better place. So I I had to put him up here is uh, high on my list of, of best background weirdos. No, look, I gotta tell you, I'm glad you, you've uh, taken a a look at the, the animated side of this. I I did. And we've been, you know, reviewing the the Clone Wars episodes on the Clone Wars report. So I thought, okay, I'm a little bit more focused on the Clone Wars because there's just, there's just so much in the Clone Wars. You're going to, you're going to miss not just arcs and episodes, but the background weirdos. And, and, and I, I was like, I, I feel I'm underrepresenting the clone wars or even rebels in our list here or mm-hmm. resistance, which you've gone to with OPP. And I saw this come across and I went, nah, Joseph got it. <laughs> yeah, this is the one unidentified Gamorrean clown. 
It's not <laughs> not scary at all. Not big, hellacious, uh, monstrous pig guard. Uh, well, not a guard, a, a circus performer as a clown. I, I don't have a clown problem like other people do, but that's got to be uh, haunting some people's Star Wars nightmares. No, it, for sure. And one of the shots of him has just got that really classic sort of uh, tragic clown, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Gamorrean clown might go out there and make other people laugh, but it, it seems like this clown is terrified <laughs> deep inside. Yeah. In fact, it seems uh, that's it. Uh, the entry is really short on Wikipedia. Mm. A, this Gamorrean clown worked in Prego's traveling world of wonder when Prego and his company had to escape because of the Jedi initiates uh, causing trouble for Hondo and Nako. This clown seemed frightened. <laughs> Delightful. So that's my number two, Ken. Great number two. We're up to my number two. And, here we go. So uh, this is the, uh, you could debate a, a background weirdo or not. I just, I couldn't take this character off my list. And I think we've talked about it before in other episodes. I do believe in when we're ranking other kind of things in Star Wars. But I just think you think weirdo and you think a weirdo that will challenge you and your love of Star Wars. It makes you think about what you love about Star Wars. Um, but this is a character that tells a story. Um uh, both in the design, the face and what happens to them. Uh, and, and I just, the more, and, and it's a character that I know for you too, Joseph, had some, it, you know, again, really challenged us back in 1999, The Phantom Menace. I'm going to the Padres. And Ben Quadraneros, as, mm. as Greg Proop says, as Fodes it be, but Quadraneros is probably how it's more, uh, it's spelled more that way. But Ben Quadraneros, oh yes, that pod racer who just can't get it going and is frustrated in the process. I see you, Ben. I feel you. I'm there with you. I love this Star Wars weirdo. Yeah. No, he has so grown on me. Uh, and yes, uh, there were many things when Phantom Menace came out. And uh, we've talked about it many times growing up with that original trilogy perspective and being more into like the, the depth and the lightsabers and the, uh, how will Anakin fall? And uh, is Obi-Wan going to be more of the Han Solo character? Is he going to really uh, chase danger? Uh, and then you go and see uh, some aesthetic that's just much more uh, fun and goony and silly. And at first you're like, no, no, no. Uh, but then over the years, you know, that, that's one of the great things that Lucas did is Lucas said, no, the palette of Star Wars is going to expand. And mm. <laughs> and uh, Ben Quadraneros all by himself is this huge brushstroke <laughs> that says this is Star Wars, too. You yeah. know, absolute cartoon face um i'm looking up the old show a lot of people uh our age you know said he looked like he was from wacky races you know uh, yeah. um but now i love him uh that just the utter weirdness of a a species whose almost entire body is their face yeah, yeah. <laughs> just uh just makes me laugh and performed through all the animation all the everything performs so well that nervous little look over the side <laughs> of the pod when it won't start yes. chef's kiss yes yes and i think that's yeah the, the, the palette of star wars is going to expand as uh, the same as his cheeks uh, i think it's fair <laughs> to say. and yes no there's everything that you might not like about the prequels could be represented in this character i i totally get that and jar jar and others notwithstanding but I totally get it. I'm with you. And I probably had, you know, over the years, you said the comedy of it, the story, it's a story. It's a story that's happened. It's its, its own adventure. And Ben Quadrinefs is a good pod racer. He was billed as uh, Sebulba's arch nemesis, right? On that yeah. post in the Clone Wars. So there's a lot to this character, but uh, it wasn't his day. Ben Quadrinefs is no good uh, pod race day. And uh, I just love it. And it just uh, adds something 
you know, there's other things. I love the pod races. We've talked about a lot here, but there's some, you know, Fodes and Beads still maybe not my favorite and some of that, you know, I can get into those weeds on that. Ben Quadrinos is no longer in those weeds for me. He's a full grown flower bed of beauty. And I love him. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Absolutely. Uh, three cheers for Ben Quadraneros. Ben. Uh, with or without an R in his name, we say Quadraneros. <laughs> ben Quadraneros. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, so that is my number two, uh, which means we're almost to our number one favorite weirdos in Star Wars. But first, we're going to cover some uh, honorable mentions. Joseph, uh, what are some on uh, your list? 
Yeah, no, this was a difficult one because I often like to just kind of go with my gut, who are my faves, who absolutely has to be on there. And then I sometimes like, ooh, but I really want to be representative of all the different uh, parts of Star Wars. Uh, so some of the, the ones who were very close, very close, um, Ori Marco or Prune Face. Um, that's a character that I've always, uh, I had a relationship to the action figure because it, it was one of the last ones I got when uh, things were really dwindling in the mid to late 80s. Uh, and he was just the action figure prune face back in the day. And, uh, and I, had, I hadn't seen him in the movie. And then I eventually had to go uh, uh, search him out. And just a great weird design with uh, his, his face is very, very prune-like. And then, he, mm. and then he's got the eye patch. Uh, just, and I love that he has, uh, you know, popped up since. And, and his uh, species, Drusillian, has popped up since. Um, going to something a little bit more modern, going to Rogue One. Uh, this is a character that I think we really, we definitely noticed, but I think we really found and celebrated doing databank brawl. And that is Beezer Fortuna. Yes. <laughs> uh, obviously all of the, uh, the partisans and the people hanging out there in, in Saw's compound are not doing great, <laughs> yeah. but Beezer really looks in that one shot where he's just dazed. Uh, and then you read his databank entry and you, you read that he is, yeah, he's, he's Bib's cousin and things aren't going well, as you can tell by his desiccated leku, <laughs> which I have remembered that turn of phrase uh, mm -hmm. in all the years since we did that databank brawl entry. So I love me some uh, Beezer Fortuna. Uh, one more and then I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Uh, this is going back to a classic that I think needs to be celebrated more from the very original Star Wars film. It's the alien who purchases Luke's land speeder, Weoslia. Yes, yes. Weoslia is, you know, definitely one of those. Lucas is, is saying, hey, we got to we got to meet as many just really strange, really different alien uh, figures. And then Weoslia is just like this, uh, like if, if the football that Charlie Brown's trying to kick had a face and tentacles. Ah. It's just it's so weird. And it's way in the background. And not that all the farmers aren't wearing you know, what we later come to think of as Jedi robes, you know, and we got some headcanon that, that yeah, the Jedi dress plainly as the people like farmers. Uh, but we always, uh, looks like, is that an undercover Jedi? Like it's really Jedi roby. hundred percent. Yes. Big, big <laughs> Jedi energy. Yeah. Yeah. Big Jedi energy from we always, uh, and they're absolutely bonkers head. Yeah. That is awesome. Uh, great start to this. I got some runner ups here as well. Uh, I am uh, going uh, to rogue one. So we just did a deep dive on, uh, the Bravery of Rogue One. Check out that episode this past week if you haven't had a chance to. Also put it up on YouTube. Uh, and I, I love this character. And I, I can't say this character's full name because I don't have the time, let alone the ability. But Pao from Rogue One. Uh, Pao or uh, Powadoc Draba Yeah, it goes on and on and on and on. I don't mean to be dis disrespectful. This is a wonderful character. Uh, this is the male Drabatan soldier in the Rogue One uh, ground crew that hits the ground on Scarif. And uh, when the going gets tough or you need a little pumped up uh, energy there because the, the fight is important, you get uh, you get Pow yelling, Skaskaskala! Skaskala! And he's got the, the little kind of shotgun blaster that's uh, Tabana gas-infused. What? Yeah, and it is, uh, I love that weapon. It's actually one of my favorite in Star Wars there. I'm trying to get the actual model number up there because I'm sure someone's going to want to know that. Um, but that, and that, just that, like, it's like a little shotgun. Just boom, boom, boom. I just, for all the things in Rogue One that we celebrate, I, I, I got to tell you, man, this, this is just a classic Star Wars alien 
And I, weirdo, just weirdo, just the, just like the presentation, the design, the name, the screaming, all of it. And I root for pow all the time. And, you know, probably not a good end to pow's existence. Uh, you know, we get that. Um, but, um, I, I just love pow uh, being part of the fight to free the galaxy. Yeah, no, the, and we, we only have so many uh, aliens there. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you know, we got Bistan, of course, uh, that, that we all cherish. Uh, but Pow is really doing some heavy lifting with that screaming. And those yeah. blaster details are great. Yeah, and Bistan, you know, deserves a lot of headlines. Of course, a little little, little, little great character. But um, yeah, no, um, I, I love Pow. I really do celebrate. I got to say it right. Siskala! <laughs> uh, all right, so moving on, uh, uh, going to Solo again. Uh, Rala Keeley, uh, who is a, that's a great Star Wars weirdo, played by a great real-life weirdo, Clint Howard. I don't mean weirdo again in a bad term. Just this is Clint Howard's uh, career mostly now, just popping up in his brother's movies, playing these weird little fun characters. And so I loved Clint Howard in Star Wars as Rala Keeley, related to Mala Keeley. Uh, you got to think so. Uh, Rally Keeley, of course, uh, the uh, running the droid fighting pit that uh, L3 does not enjoy. I, I, I love uh, Lando, uh, let go of the mean man's face. All, everything about the sequence is very classic Star Wars weirdy, weirdo, so definitely Rally Keeley for me. Absolutely. And, and this is a good uh, a background weirdo with a, with a good line, right? You never had it so good. <laughs> yeah. I'll turn, I'll flip your switch. Good luck finding it. Oh, adult humor in Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> uh, a couple of quick ones on my list. I'll go back to you and then uh, come back to me here. Uh, I go to Force Awakens again. Grumgar and Quiggold over at Maz's castle. Uh, mm -hmm. Two separate things. Grumgar is the big, the big game hunter who's big himself, hanging out with Bazine Natel. Just love that look. One of the first kind of reveals for, in the Force Awakens lead up in the press. Uh, and then we love Sedanathano. Uh, that's a great character, wonderful design. Returns in Rise of Skywalker in the background there, but his uh, his co his co pilot is his first mate there, Quiggle, with the peg leg and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Vogon design. <laughs> weirdo, I love. Yeah, and almost an important weirdo in in Finn's life. Uh, mm -hmm. Almost flew away with Quiggle. Bit of a different. Uh, there's a couple more on your list, sir. Yeah, um, I'm going to go to uh, Rise of Skywalker, and this is a background weirdo who is, is maybe a background weirdo we've met before. I think there's controversy around this, and this is the character Rothgar Dang. Uh, even before I became aware of the controversy, I just love this guy. He's in uh, the kind of little bar area that mm -hmm. is uh, attached to the droid shop. Um, and if you don't know who I'm talking about, he's got some kind of a brownish armor and cybernetic arms, a, a weirdly uh, kind of heightened uh, waist area. Yeah. Uh, but then it's his face that really puts him over the top. He has a face uh, that looks like it is stuck in a permanent grimace. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, we were talking about Tito and Opipit uh, grumbling because they're having a bad day, a bad moment. Uh Rothgar Deng is this picture of somebody who is yep. now having a permanently bad life. Yes. <laughs> and it just makes them pop. Absolutely pop. Mm. And uh, if you're not familiar with it, uh, his armor looks similar to another beloved background weirdo at the time from Empire Strikes Back, Dengar. The name, obviously, Rothgar Deng invokes Dengar. Mm -hmm. And there's uh, been some cheeky mentions uh from uh in the visual dictionary from from pablo hidalgo which makes some 
possible connections yeah. uh, th- that he's a Corellian who has been uh, 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 subjecting himself to cybernetic replacements mm-hmm. in turn to black market surgical clinics to replace uh, damaged body parts and you know the character was just fun to look at yeah all all by itself but now with a little bit of that is that Dengar so weird mm-hmm. yeah it's it's off-putting in a Star Wars wonderful Star Wars way <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, two more for me. Uh, Therm Scissor Punch just had to shout out. Like, it's one of those names that just like it's a great design, mm-hmm. and it's just a name that that owns the fun and the weirdness. Uh, I think Karch does uh, manage to take the spotlight, but Therm Scissor Punch, great name, great design. Uh, mm-hmm. And final, I had to go back to the the classic. Uh, you know, the Cantina was great, uh, and then we didn't have as much of a collection of of background weirdos that uh, we didn't have a spot for it in Empire Strikes Back. And then Return of the Jedi was this explosion. And I think uh, one of the weirdest, uh, who always needs to be mentioned, of course, is a monoman, a male Amani headhunter who worked as a bounty hunter. And if you don't immediately able to picture it, uh, a weirdly flat uh, tapeworm (laughs) guy with two like little red dots and a little slash for a mouth. He looks like you made his mouth out of like um, deli cold cuts. (laughs) His whole face is deli cold cuts and like some pitted olives for eyes. And then he's got a staff that's got like heads and skulls on it. Oh, just just the absolute definition of a great background weirdo. Totally. And one of our friend Van Williams, favorite little Star Wars background characters too. So absolutely. Um, Couple quick ones for me. One, for me, and then actually one I think I submit that I just submit as a force center choice as an overall brand decision. Uh, <laughs> Nipper's fan pick in uh, Canto Bite. And look, I guess that, that's, that is all because of uh, you highlighting him on that databank brawl episode for us. I can never not see Nipper's fan pick now. <laughs> just kind of this old uh, gumshoe uh, investigator going around Canto Bite uh, with that uh, open mouth, permanently open mouth face. <laughs> So the permanently shocked mouth. Yeah. Uh, uh, there. And then uh, this one, um, this is, it's an otter choice. This is what's runner up, but the Hoth gonk droid. Uh, and mm. I, I've, been, I've been trying to find the actual, cause you can, there's figures of, of them. There's one, you can get a figure pack with the Treadwell droid uh, in, in Hoth, but it's the gonk droid. And, and, and the, when the opening shots, when three PO is kind of running about an uh, R2 and there's a gonk droid, but on top of the gonk droid is like these giant, like almost frog eyes on a, on an extra. Yes. And I just, it's so weird in its own way. The gonk droids themselves are kind of background weirdos that are, that are been, been with us for 40 plus years, but that gonk droid does not get its due for just being a weird design and just kind of be bopping along with extra appendages. I just, I've always been fascinated by it. <laughs> yeah, that is a good one. I thought you were going to go uh, for the, the double wide, the, the mm. plonk, the plonk. Yeah, no, that's, 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 that's good too. I mean, again, the gonk droids just as a series themselves, pretty wonderfully weird, but I've always loved that. And then the, yeah, final- yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I think they, they definitely uh, deserve uh, uh, highlighting the gonk droids. Gonk. Um, this one I'm submitting as uh, again a four center pick. Uh, Goss Tours from Force Awakens and the Resistance and beyond. Um, uh, but really, I'm submitting the Mike Black edition of, <laughs> of this character on the databank brawl. And if you've never seen our animated databank brawl episode that Brian Ward put together, it's on our YouTube channel. Please check it out. It's it's just one of my favorite little things. Brian put so much into it, and uh, yeah. 
in doing our databank brawl, uh, we had um, uh, Constable Zuvio versus who's also, as you could say, is a background weirdo, uh, and Goss Tours meet for a fight on Jakku. And the, the fateful moment where you just said, uh, Mike, what is uh, what does Goss Tours sound like? And Mike goes into this panel, I'm kind of mad at Goss Tours. It's, 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 it's the character's voice. It's all I hear whenever I see that character in, in the actual movie. So uh, thank you, Mike, for giving us Goss Tours. Yeah, Goss Tours, a wonderfully designed weirdo, uh, uh, physically in the most uh, delightful, fun way. Uh, then the name goes with it. And then the fact that of all the characters they could make <laughs> for force awakens, never put out a Jedi master Luke Skywalker, but you can get Gus tours. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's absolutely great. Um, so that is our runners up. So now we're going to go to our number one choice on our favorite weirdo star Wars ranked edition. I'll go with my number one. So Joseph can close the show with his number one. It is a fan favorite around these parts. We celebrate this character a lot, but I wanted to officially just put him down in a ranked and mark um, mark what our what we believe about this character uh, in uh, in history in the annals. Uh, going to the rise of Skywalker and Claude. Oh, Claude! I gotta tell you, when I first saw the promotional pic that had Greg Grunberg's. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, snap wexley kind of giving a weird what's this guy about uh, shot and it was you know it was like coming it was i think it was at celebration i remember we all laughed we had a good time and i i had uh, equal parts kind of at, Ooh, that's that's kind of weird funny and i wonder what the words going on there but deep down maybe hidden from everyone even even listeners of force center i saw that and went oh no Oh God, what is that? That's, that might be bad. That might be really bad. We might be looking at a silly, silly movie. What is going to happen here? And then, uh, you know, move to the back of my brain and then Claude shows up and it's just perfect. Everything about Claude, just the, the Claude isn't, he's not a joke. He's a, a functional character with respect and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, a job to do, but also doubt and can you pull it off? Come on, Claude, we need you. And the way uh, Oscar Isaac just plays off a of claw and the way <laughs> Claude reacts, I know it's one of your favorite moments, just, just uh, kind of a Claude reaction. And again, how does Claude do all those repairs? We don't know. He's just a thumb, a gooey thumb with some dealy doppers sticking out and some big, wonderful eyes that just pull you in. Claude is absolutely a Star Wars weirdo that I love. He is so great. I'm so glad that you highlighted him. I love that he has, you know, only a few min minutes in uh, or moments in right. Rise of Skywalker, but every single one is gold from the introduction where he's like, Rrr. and then, you know, in that same flight, uh, when, the, when the Falcon's doing turns, we get a quick shot of him <laughs> basically screaming. <laughs> yeah. ah! And then at the end uh, where he is offered a hug, it's yeah. so nice that he is offered the hug. <laughs> he yeah. clearly accepts it. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so great. So great. And, and to me, like just really important, uh, obviously, a lot of discussion to be had about Rise of Skywalker, which we've had and will have again. But I think there was whatever else uh, you may think. I think there's truly an effort uh, in that film to celebrate everything that has come before. And Claude was an important part of that, of like, let's add another, you know, brushstroke to the palette of these really fun, really different characters. And, and Claude does it. And man. Mm -hmm. That uh, that Greg Grunberg shot because he's 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 uh you know uh pointing at him gesturing at him with his thumb yeah and I always like that's the image I think of whenever I see anybody on Twitter quote tweet mm -hmm. something that they want to make fun of like this guy this guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's the ultimate quote tweet image and and i thank claude for that i'm still waiting for my claude plush i want that (laughs) and you deserve it i deserve it uh so that is uh my number one choice for my favorite weirdo in star wars but sir what is your number one my number one is probably not a surprise to uh, people who listen to Force Center uh, often, and I apologize for not being surprising, but I had to be honest. <laughs> My favorite uh, background weirdo is Lulilo Primak. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Lulilo is the singer, the tiny Galusian, uh, who is singing on Dryden Voss's Space Yacht, The First Light. Uh, we saw him uh, with uh, Rodia Ventafoli, I think, in in one of the uh, trailers, I think. And I just was, oh, I just thought this is perfect because he was in the grand tradition of Star Wars weirdo, but taking it up a notch because mm-hmm. he's not just a weird little frog guy. He's <laughs> a weird little frog guy who is floating upside down in a jar full of fluid, right? So just right there, uh, he, he sang from inside a repulsor lift fitted flask uh, uh, filled with formaldehyde. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So just the visual. But then to go back to Cave, that sometimes for me it's about the activity. And it was clear from the trailer that uh, he's performing. And I'm like, please... Please let him be an old school crooner with a nice, deep, melodic voice. And you've told this story. You got to see uh, Solo at the premiere. And then we went to a, a press screening together. And uh, the magic happened. Lulilo Primak is a deep, bassy crooner. And uh, and I looked over at you and it was, it was it was great. It was great that you, you got to know that I was going to get what I wanted. Not that it's always about getting what you wanted, but sometimes when it happens, it's nice. Uh, this is a character, but before the movie came out, I I jokingly named Vat Weirdo. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it's, it's just kind of a fun Star Wars tradition now when, when stuff comes out, kind of picking your favorite, uh, your weirdo, your favorite fun person in the background. And, and I was just having fun talking about Vat Weirdo. And then, you know, when he comes out and, and Pablo Doggo's giving him this great name, Louis Lo Primak, uh, you know, referencing the actual singer Louis Prima. Mm. Really, really great name for a really great fun character that just captures the fun of background weirdos. I love it. Uh, I'm never tired of you talking about your love of that character. And yeah, you you, you told the story that it's still one of my favorite moments, just realizing your dreams were coming true. Uh, like it almost got me emotional. Like we, he just has been wanting this and, and it, you manifested it in reality. And, and it's just one of the things of why, man, not to turn this into a solo uh, motion picture, uh, stand podcast here, but uh, love that movie. And it's so star Warsy and it's so just uh, tied into so many different parts of, of the franchise and we love. And, and that is one of it, that whole sequence, the Dryden Voss uh, party, everything about it, um, the dark side of it, the fun part, chewy double fist and drinks. It's everything about it. And, and at the center of it is uh, is a uh, vat weirdo singing, uh, uh, singing that song, which I love. Now you can get the actual version out there, too. So love it. Lolito Primak, you we tip our uh, hat and drinks to you. What you that's think. right. That's right. An absolutely uh, great one. Thank you, Lolito Primak. 
Thank you, indeed. There you have it. That is our list, our favorite weirdos in Star Wars. Uh, what is your list? We'd love to know because, quite frankly, we would do this list next week. It might be a little different. Maybe uh, Lulio Primark and Claude stay on it. Maybe they go in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and you know what? The great thing is, Joseph, as more shows and movies and books and comics and cartoons come on out, we'll have more weirdos to choose from. So we'll most likely update this list. Uh, let us know out there if you uh, have some on your list. You can use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked on Twitter and you can follow us at Force Center Pod. We're on uh, Instagram, YouTube as well. You can like our Facebook page. You can also get an audio book on us by going to audibletrial.com slash Force Center. Get a free audio book and support the show. Get merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You can support us directly at patreon.com slash four center podcast available in a lot of spots. Try Amazon music, try Spotify. If you uh, like listening to your podcast in a little bit different spots than the old standbys um, there, those ones are trying to be standbys too. Uh, you can follow me at catnapsock or go to catnapsock.com. Joseph, where can they go to find you and all of your wonderful celebration of the weirdos of the galaxy? Yeah, you can find me Twitter and Instagram at Joseph Scrimshaw. It's been a while, so maybe I'll post a picture of Claude or Lilo Primock and, and put some joy out into social media. For all my other comedy adventures, you can find links to everything on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. That is right. So for all the weirdos in the galaxy, thanks for listening. Star Wars has been right. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.